Well welcome. Today I'm going to be talking about when we go into overwhelm and I think that part of uh, this last section of dealing with any kind of psychological stress is important to recognise is that each of us will go into overwhelm at some stage. We will um, shed a tear at some stage and we will definitely need a friend or somebody that's outside of, of what's happening to lean on. And so um, there was a great experiment that's been done and you can get it on YouTube actually if you search um, with YouTube Diet Coke and Mentos and um, Kent found this and uh, we showed it at one of our client events on a quarterly planning day and it's an incredible experiment of what happens when you put a Mentos into a Diet Coke bottle and it literally goes whoosh and it explodes and um, we did this live demonstration to show that some of us are walking around with our bottles of Diet Coke as such so full that the Mentos could literally be um, one tiny little comment and we explode. And so a lot of us are dealing with so much internal stress or psychological stress on a day-to-day -day basis that um, it's affecting um, the way that we're processing information, it's affecting the way that we're productive within our work, it's affecting the way we're sleeping, we're eating, we're digesting, um, we're exercising or not exercising. And so when we go into the process of overwhelm, that's what I want to be talking about um, in terms of what it is that we need to accept about ourselves and how we need to move forward um, for ourselves or how we need to support others in moving forward. You see, if you live with somebody who is like that, um, that Diet Coke and Mentos experiment, that every time um, you discuss a topic, that their reaction and their response is not predictable, and it's um, certainly not calm, it can be more aggressive, then the shooting the messenger approach can generally um, get us a certain result for a period of time, but eventually it means that people will just not tell us things. They'll start to shut down um, from us. And I know certainly from a personal experience that's what was happening to me. I was um, experiencing a lot of psychological stress over a business deal that had gone sour and uh, the other two business partners had walked away from the, any kind of financial obligation choosing to send that company into liquidation or into, into um, you know, basically just not paying any of the people back and my character level wouldn't allow me to do that and so I took on that, um, that financial commitment um, um, with the goodwill of the other two directors but during that period of time when I was paying everyone back and, and the thought of, uh, of them just moving on to their next projects and perhaps getting ahead of, of where I was at caused a great deal of anxiety and certainly a lot of psychological stress and uh, one of the outward things that was happening was that my general manager would go to the mailbox and would bring me the mail and if there was any bills or um, certainly tax bills that were coming in for this company that was no longer trading it would be a reminder to me of how frustrated I was that these other parties didn't have any of this expense and that I had chosen to pay that back and that was the Mentos in the Diet Coke that would cause me to cry and so for me it was tears it was never um, an outward um, anger or resentment at the messenger but the tears started to cause a barrier 
between um, that person's responsibility or obligation to then deliver the mail to me and they just stopped doing it. They just wouldn't give me any, any mail or any, any information whatsoever that they thought would then cause me to burst into tears because the psychological stress that that placed on them was too great. And so what I want you to realise is that in leadership, you know, there's a certain level of um, tolerance that you're going to have when you're expanding your comfort zones and your emotional intelligence. And I was listening to um, a CD series on leadership, actually, that, um, that John Maxwell had done. And he was talking about this fact that he had one lady um, who was the central go-to person. And whenever there was good news, you know, so he might have hit the number one bestsellers with one of his books, um, one of his leadership series and she got to be the person who would tell him that great news but she was always going to be the person that would have to share with him all of the bad news of his life so if people had passed away or you know if businesses um, deals weren't going successfully or if um, you know financially things weren't were challenging and what he had said in this CD series was basically his only role was to be consistent he had to be absolutely consistent. If it was good news, he'd say, well, thank you very much. That's wonderful news. Thank you for letting me know. If it was bad news, he'd say, well, thank you very much. I needed to know that and I'm grateful that you told me. Thank you very much. And so it was a consistent response. And when I heard that information, it hit such a deep connected part of me of something that I had failed to learn and something that I was lacking in my leadership ability. And I could very clearly see how just by learning that new lesson I could step up in this area of, um, of not being in so much overwhelm and starting to take more ownership over the situation that I had chosen in the first place. And I think that's definitely the first thing that I want to um, talk to you about is when you experience overwhelm, just realise that some, sometimes the circumstances that we have placed ourselves in we have chosen. Um, there had been clear choices throughout that process that would allow me to not have experienced that level of psychological stress and yet I had felt that within myself that I needed to walk towards that lesson. And so therefore it was appropriate for where I was at in my expansion of learning more emotional intelligence especially around money. And so for me money has always brought up a lot of emotion I could quite easily stem that right back to as a child where there was no money and we would ask for things and mum would turn her wallet upside down, she'd shake it and say there's no money, there's no money, look there's no money. And it was anchored into me that there was not enough, that there was no money. Um, that was then followed by a situation where I was sick um, at school. I'd been um, experiencing some bullying and there was um, a competitive um, sports day on and um, I'd been threatened the day before about my performance within that if I had won certain things and I would lose friends and all sorts of little things that obviously attest that I needed to learn about my true nature and so I'd woken up sick imagine that sick to my stomach and um, a brother of mine had sat down and said there's nothing wrong with you you're just afraid um, what's going on what's going on I wouldn't tell him the truth um, at first until he yanked it out of me and I told him what was happening and he said well you're just being bullied and if you are allowing yourself to be bullied then what's going to happen down the track 
because you're going to have to turn up to um, your first day at work and you'll be bullied and then you'll get sick and you won't turn up and then what's going to happen when um, you know you're sitting for exams and what's going to happen on your wedding day and if what's going to happen when you have children and he fast forwarded this event all the way through my life to say if I allowed this situation to stop me now then of course that was going to lead all the way through my life he then took a different approach and he said and besides if you stay at home that means mum can't go to work which means that we don't earn that money which means that we don't eat and on that moment can you imagine as a grade 3 student which was about 8 years old that psychological stress that had been placed on this situation what could have just been a silly childhood you know argument or whatever became a lifelong lesson that needed to play out through the next you know 30 years and so I think what's important was one to take ownership of that is that every time I saw evidence that there was no money there was no money it was bringing up once again that feeling of um, complete um, frustration and and I guess disempowerment to the fact that it wasn't my fault there was no money of course it was my fault that there was no money okay so I needed to step up at the next level and you know for me the tears were letting out the pressure um, because otherwise when that Mentos went into the Diet Coke it was going to explode in one direction it needed to come out and so that level of psychological stress then needed to be dealt with by someone on a professional level and um, certainly nobody said that I needed to go and get professional help it was very very evident from the level of um, internal pressure that I was feeling that I, it became quite clear to me that that's what I needed to do I needed to get some very powerful mentors that I could hand over my challenges to and be able to take their advice and it took a huge amount of courage to go and sit with my accountant and explain the situation and um, immediately he said oh I see what the problem is no no we need to change this and alter this and I can remove that from you immediately in fact had I not experienced that level of psychological stress I probably would never have had that meeting and I would never have gained the benefits and the knowledge and that certainty that it was the right thing that needed to happen for me to get the courage up to go and sit with an accountant because I was in that better than box I felt that um, you know as a business coach and somebody who was leading others to wealth that paying off these people and then also carrying on another trading entity and being able to provide all of the income for my young family and support my parents who um, needed some money at the time was you know more than likely my duty it was my duty as a person as opposed to my choice as a person and so I had taken on so much additional burden that it just as soon as somebody from outside said well have you thought of this why don't you do this why don't we restructure like this let's change this let's get in touch with the tax department tell them what's happening and completely um, change the paradigm in which that I was living I had an action plan that I could move towards and as soon as I had that action plan it was incredible how much faster things sped up to getting myself out of that financial situation and in fact debt free came um, about nine months ahead of the written plan that we had to get it out because I'd freed up my creativity to be able to put more energy into the solution as opposed to all of the energy into the problem and suppressing the emotion around the problem 
it was very clear after that that I'd also got myself into a whole lot of overwhelm around my obligations within my family, uh, my immediate family and my extended family. And I needed to start dealing with, e with each of those options. In fact, when I went and spoke with that brother, it was incredible how that had tainted my relationship with him all through my life was that you know he needed me to be tough he needed me to be um, you know that person that didn't show emotion and that pushed through a lot of obstacles in my life and if I hadn't have had him as a teacher there's no way I would have been able to have achieved what it was that I had achieved at such a young age he was absolutely the person that I needed to be grateful for and yet I'd never said thank you in fact I'd never done anything other than tried to be in a I'm okay you're okay box around him because I cared so much about his opinion of me and you know that was a, a fabulous day when I started to realize that this overwhelm this pressure that I had internalized for myself needed to come out it needed to be able to be expressed in some way and his birthday was coming up and I invited him to lunch and you know we had um, you know a very good discussion probably the, for the first time ever and I bought him lunch and I bought him a birthday present he was completely then in overwhelm himself because nobody had ever been grateful for his his tough way of, of loving us and so it was a great um, balancer in our relationship that happened you know in, in my 30s it took all of that time to get the courage up because of his strength of character but what I found was by surrounding myself with other strong characters it then made sense that I was able to go back to that original mentor and be able to show my strength of character as well. Um, even though I was still feeling slightly overwhelmed in, in where I was at, he had given me quite a bit of advice still on that day and I'd given him some advice on that day. It completely changed our relationship moving forward. So when you're experiencing the tears and you're experiencing the overwhelm, just know that they are not necessarily taps or four by twos, they could be Mack trucks that are trying to get your attention to start to write those letters, to start to visit those people, to start to get professional help. Um, you know, whether that's a legal department that you need to talk to, a tax department, um, an accountancy, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a, uh, a business mentor within um, your profession, whatever it may be, um, as soon as you have somebody who's looking from the outside in and you have a willingness to listen and uh, a nature that looks um, student-like, then people are more than happy to be able to add their expertise and take you to the next level of learnings. And that for me was just um, a massive release. It felt as if I had taken that um, bottle of Diet Coke and I had emptied it completely. And so enough Mentos could go in there and I wouldn't even bubble over. I, could, I went from being able to handle the one or two psychological stressful situations to probably eight or nine or ten. And, um, and that just meant that, you know, in a lifetime of, of business, if I could achieve that um, within that first five-year period or seven-year period in business, then what was the next 40 years going to look like? You know, it made sense to me that in the next 10 years, I might be able to get to a point where I could handle 20 or 30 Mentoses, and then 50 or 60 Mentoses, and then 100 Mentoses all in one day because it was never going to have a knock-on effect within my psychological stress and in fact when the tears did overflow usually then it was a major shift that was needing to occur because I was hitting down quite deeply to identity or values based changes that I needed to look at 
And so when we're thinking about our psychological stress and, and how we're dealing, I want you to start to consider to do an audit. And this audit is a very different audit to um, something that's financial based. I want you to do one that's based on your friends. Who are the people that you are spending the majority of your time around? And have a think about then what are their character traits? What is it that you um, love about those people and is that who you would like to see yourself more like? And um, for me, I definitely needed to have a shake up within my friend audit. The people who I was trying to impress um, were generally not people that I wanted to be like. They certainly weren't lives that I wanted to lead. And I needed to have a, a good look at who were the people that I was uh, listening to and spending the majority of my time around. And I just made a conscious decision of limiting the time that I was spending with, with other people. Um, not that I wasn't seeing them or that I wasn't um, having a great time when I was with them, but I certainly was able to see that my psychological stress needed to come back into check. And until it did, I needed to be very, very cautious of the environments that I was placing myself in. Um, within my, my family unit, I found that um, when I was around my sisters, they had a much bigger influence over me than anybody else on the planet. Their opinions of me meant more than my opinions of me. And therefore, I needed to be able to distance myself for a period of time to be able to discover what it was that I wanted for my life and who I wanted to be in my life. And, you know, I set a huge reward of... Um, of things that I could gift them when I achieved my results. And you know, it wasn't long before they started to look at the results that I had achieved um, with my husband and, and said, wow, it's just amazing what you've achieved. You just have so much more confidence than, than I do or I could never get away with that. You get away with other things. Just little comments that I started to pick up that showed that they actually um, were grateful for me stepping out of that traditional role that I had taken um, because a lot of um, their beliefs and um, I guess values had come from the same place mine had from my parents. It also meant that I had to look at my parents from a different light. I stopped blaming them for um, you know, some of the things that had happened in my life and I started attributing the good things that were in my life to them. And it was just a lens shift. Imagine a lens in your, in your camera that's got rose-coloured versus grey. You know, I'd had the grey lens in for a long period of time and been very judgmental around um, some of the things that I think were quite obvious that they needed to fix and to change and I could justify that quite clearly. To then change that lens to be a rose-coloured lens that went, wow, they've done the best that they could with everything they had and look at the result that they've got from their children. And once again, it was just a way to empty out that, that Diet Coke bottle so that when I was around them and they gave their valued opinions to me and they gave me little tidbits of information that I wasn't exploding every single time that I was around my mother. Um, and that is a huge thing that I found when, um, when I went on this Gwingana retreat for seven days. One of the ladies said that um, she'd been involved in a mother-daughter um, retreat back in the late 70s when they first started doing retreats and everybody became so ill that they had to finish after three days. It was meant to be a seven-day retreat but there was so much um, 
underlying emotion between mothers and daughters and their mothers down that female line that it caused a lot of gut problems, it caused a lot of psychological stress and huge amounts of emotion and they realise that one day is plenty to, um, to deal with the emotion that, um, that arises when you have a mother-daughter relationship that's under psychological stress. So certainly for me I needed to be able to express what it was that I was feeling um, you know, in a journal or you know, something private but it wasn't important for me to be able to address that um, face to face because the relationship I valued greater than the final result which was causing the tension, the overwhelm and the tears. And so um, in an audit of, of what it was that I wanted to get from those relationships, I got really clear uh, as to are those people supporters? And if they're supporters, then I want them to support me and cheer me on. I don't go to them with information that um, is surveyed information for business because of course when they have that opinion and we don't follow it, then we show that we don't love them or, or lack respect. And so just getting everyone clear within a friend audit of who are they? If they're your school friends, then they're your school friends, they're supporting you to be successful. If they're a financier, they're a financier, they're not a friend. So make sure that you're treating them as that um, relationship. If they're a mentor, then they're a mentor. If they are a business coach, if they are a professional that's going to get you the information, just have a good look at um, yourself for your for your friend audit because what you'll find is then when you have psychological stress you know straight away who you need to go to. Who are the network that you are going to ask to step up in different areas? You know, and when people come to me I'll ask them, would you like me to talk to you as a friend now? Would you like me to be a mentor? And it's a very clear boundary that I need to set for people is because I'm a very bad friend if they're coming just to um, have uh, a 15 minute pity party, I can be that friend and I can go, yes, oh that sucks, that's horrible, that's, oh I hate it when that happens. If I'm a mentor and I say that then I'm colluding with them and allowing them to get away with that. So let's get really clear on who we need to be in our couples, in our relationships and you know we have nights where we'll just have a night off and I'll say you know to, to Kent, can I just sit and just be Kate? Be Kate who feels a bit you know down on herself and a bit miserable and a bit unhappy and whatever and he'll go absolutely and he'll go get a movie, he'll get a block of chocolate. You know we will revel in that emotional state that we're in for a short period of time, for about three hours. And it's nice, it feels safe, it feels secure that we can connect you know, that way, you know, through chocolate and through movies and through denial and we'll dream about packing a backpack and moving to Nepal and, and living in the little villages there where there's no TVs and no, and we'll build that backup plan that we can have if we walked away from everything and just, you know, went towards that life instead. And generally what happens when we wake up in the morning we feel refreshed, there is a plan B and, uh, and then we can get back to what creating our dream life was that we were aligned with in, in, in general and work with our coaches and our mentors and our professionals to be able to keep ourselves um, in a state that is definitely stressed, there is definitely um, there's some stress there when you want to achieve success and you talk to any sports person. I coached somebody who was in the Olympic team and he said you know it's that extra one percent that gets you the medal. It's not the 99% that's the given. You have to train, you have to turn up, you have to do the things that you know you need to do, you have to eat well, 
you have to do all that sort of stuff even if you want to be picked but it's the one percent you know the mental attitude the emotional um, intelligence that you need to be able to have the expectation and the discipline to win the gold medal or to win any medal or even to show up at the meet and it's no different in business just realize that psychological stress that you're going to experience doesn't have to be adrenaline based it can it can be experienced in, in every different emotion that you're going to have but let's start focusing on the internal workings of the psychological stress and so every year you're getting better and better at having more and more psychological experiences occur to the point where people don't even realize that under the surface you're kicking like crazy because you look so graceful above the surface and so that's the picture I want to leave you with is you know are you the swan that's across the lake looking so calm and so graceful and dainty and and everything in control and then if we go under the surface you're absolutely kicking like crazy to get to where you need to get to and um, and I think that as a team that's definitely what um, Kent and I have tried to achieve as a couple people look at us and they see um, a united front they see a couple who's determined to achieve um, greatness in a short period of time and so we're willing to kick like crazy under the surface for a few short years to be able to then have the rest of our lives off and that is absolutely what I encourage um, for you to do is get aligned start learning how to be able to react and respond in the most appropriate way based on what it is your partner is experiencing and get the help that you need to get when you're um, facing crisis to have somebody outside of yourself look in and be able to give you the next steps or a plan so you can free up that energy and start putting that energy into the plan as opposed to into the you know the emotional the negative side of things so that brings us to the end of of, um, of that section of psychological stress and I'm glad that we're through that um, so early in the program because you can always come back and review it but now that it's done we can fast track you into where it is that you're needing to get to and what it is that's most important for you to achieve all the success that you've dreamed of so take the week to realign to do your friend audit and to make sure that you know as we step forward from here we're absolutely committed to the greatness that's awaiting you have a great week